Hi, I'm Megan. I'm Colin, and this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. What does publicity mean in 2021? Why is it so important to a business? And how do I, as a pet sitter, as a dog walker, leverage it to raise my profile in the industry and in the clients that I'm trying to get? Today, we're really excited to have Rachel Spencer, owner of Publicity for Pet Businesses, on the show to talk all about how to do that, the ins and outs of it, and how to pitch yourself to media outlets. Let's get started. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Colin. I am really chuffed to be on the show. Um, so yeah, really, really appreciate you um, you asking me on. Um, so I'm Rachel and I am based in the UK and I have been a journalist for a long time, for like 20 years, and I write stories for national newspapers and magazines over here in the UK. Um, and when I got a dog myself, I ended up going into the niche of writing more about pets and then I found, I started a pet blog. This is a really shorthand version of of my life. (laughs) I started a pet blog um, in 2017 um, because I loved, had all these dog stories, had all these pet stories, and I wanted to have my own platform where I could share them. And then what happened when I started the pet blog, I found that pet businesses got in touch and they would be interested in the blog, but then they'd be really interested in getting publicity, as in getting press coverage. Mm. So although I could help them by having publicity on my little blog in my corner of the internet, when they re- learned that I was a journalist and I've worked with newspapers, they were like, you know, what about that? So I decided I'd write a book. I wrote a book in 2018 very quickly. Um, and then I, because of the book, I set up a Facebook group and a community for people who'd read the book so they could come and get more tips and advice. And then it kind of snowballed into a business. <laughs> and it's all been, and all, honestly, it's all been a, a, a very happy accident. But it has all been an accident. Um, and I now work with pet business owners who want to get press coverage. Um, mm. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> well, after after 20 years in business and 20 years in the journalism industry, thinking about publicity, how, is, how has publicity changed and the impact that it has? Uh, and what does it mean today to get, quote unquote, publicity? Oh, my gosh. So I have this conversation a lot. And when I do, if I go and do um, guest experts and things like that, I talk about it. And I talk about um, what publicity was when I started in journalism in like 1999, um, where we only had one computer that had the internet on. And it was just like online was literally the kind of the last thing that that, that we did. We'd get the paper out. Um, and then as the junior reporter, the lowest paid person in the office, I was in charge of online and I would literally put five stories on the internet and that'd be it. So that was what it was like in 1999. We didn't have social media. We didn't have, um, you know, we just didn't, people didn't have websites. We did not have online. If you wanted publicity, then it would be newspapers, magazines, radio, TV. Mm. Um, now it's amazing because I say this and I know, I know you you feel the same because I listen to your podcast and see the work that you do. But isn't it amazing what we've got now when it comes to getting our businesses out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, so it's shocking. It's shocking the number of avenues, and I think also the how the bar is a lot lower and accessible for the average business owner that they might not realize. Oh my gosh, totally. So yeah, so I think publicity now is um, you know publicity is people. I actually asked this question in my Facebook group. Um, and people came back and said, some people said newspapers and magazines, but the majority talked about social media, uh, websites, um, going into communities. So being um, 
a guest expert or being you know talking about your 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 product or service or area of expertise in a community like a facebook group or on somebody's podcast um and it's so so vast um and it's amazing because it's just brilliant as a business owner because rather than in 1999 when you had to take out an advert in a newspaper if you wanted to reach people in your community you can now set up a facebook group or go on a podcast or um you know have your own instagram page or or whatever it is that you want to do and you can reach people in your community and you can also have printed media a lot easier now as well like the cost of print has gone down a lot i know when we chatted um when you came on my podcast which is going out in november um this year we were talking about printed media and giving out flyers and that kind of thing and years ago we couldn't do that we'd have to hire people to do that for us but now we can go on canva and we can make amazing flyers and print them out at home and and that's media as well that's publicity so so many different things you can go at and also different things work for different people um, and you find what works for you like i know we we chatted about having a podcast yeah um and what you've done with your your podcast in your community and it's just amazing what what you have what you have now what's at your fingertips it's a really really great time i think to have a business yeah and i think a lot of that too requires us to kind of maybe think outside the box of what traditional publicity is I mean, I know when I think of publicity, I think of things like newspaper, radio, TV. And I tend to forget that being, you know, having a website presence or having uh, a Facebook group or having these other avenues are also publicity that we can take advantage of. Absolutely. Yeah. Particularly with, um, particularly with communities as well. So if, let's say for, I've just been on a call with a lady who's a dog trainer and she specializes in working with parents um, and she would just, she basically she works with um you know new parents who might have small children and they're bringing a dog into or new parents who've got a dog and they're bringing a baby home or parents who have small children and they're going to bring a a puppy into the house and they want to get it right so for her while it might be really great for her to be in you know dogster magazine or on the website or you know something really big like that what would be really amazing for her would to go and do a talk in a mum's or a parenting Facebook group in the community where she is because there she's got you know thousands of people who are who, who are her ideal client and who can actually go and book her so it is about like you say thinking outside the box and thinking about all these different things that we can do I think that also too is that balance or trying to understand okay do I need to start the Facebook group or do I need to go and find existing Facebook groups to go share my expertise in yeah it's interesting isn't it because I've got a Facebook group. You've got a Facebook group. And we know how like having a Facebook group is brilliant, but it's also a big commitment and um, a lot of work. And it's, I, I mean, I love my Facebook group, um, but it is a lot of work. And I think yeah. if you were starting out, I think the idea of going into Facebook, it's like with podcasting as well, isn't it? If you're starting out and you're thinking, I want to be, I want to, I'm thinking about this podcasting thing. It's a really good idea to go in other on other people's podcasts and then think about doing your own because you get a flavour of the work that's involved. Same with Facebook groups. If you want to build your build yourself up, um, it's a good idea to go in Facebook groups and then when you're ready, you can think about having one of your own. We've been talking about a lot of different options yeah. to gain. Sorry, publicity. I've gone off on one. <laughs> oh no, no, to, to, to gain publicity. And yeah. I think you know what comes to my mind is trying to understand the difference between maybe publicity and advertising. And how do I, you know, what's the relationship between them, but also how are they different for my business? Okay. So if I look at this from a load of, right, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to keep this 
I'm going to keep in my lane and I'm going to talk about press coverage because that's my main thing, isn't it? So we're going to talk about the difference between press coverage and advertising because I think that would probably be the most useful way for me to look at this. Um, So if, if, if I'm talking about you, let's say you want to be in a newspaper or you want to be in a magazine, when it comes to getting publicity, when it comes to getting publicity or PR, as some people might call it, I, I still look at it as publicity. Um, you, there are a couple of ways into it. You can, if you are, if what I train people to do is think about what do people who are reading that magazine or newspaper or listening to that radio show, what is going to be of interest to them? Because then you're going to the journalist with a story. And rather than saying, I want you to advertise my business um, and, you know, say, you know, isn't Rachel's dog walking business brilliant? You're saying, I'm Rachel from Rachel's Dog Walking. And I wondered if your readers might be interested in, you know, how to keep your dog healthy in the winter when you can't walk them as much. That's publicity. And I'd get an article in the paper. Whereas if I went to them and said, hi, I'm Rachel from Rachel's Dog Walking and I want you to write about my business, they would say, take out an advert. So what I teach people to do is to be creative, to come up with those angles and to get free publicity. So free articles in in newspapers, magazines, TV, radio, rather than have to take out adverts, which is, you know, can be really expensive, can't it? <laughs> and then I guess well, like from, from like, you know, from a social media, if we look at it from social media, you know, we can pay to get an advert in front of loads of people, or we can be really creative with our content and hope that it's going to get lots of engagement, lots of shares and reactions and that kind of thing. And then that will reach more people as well. So I guess it, I guess the advice applies the same in, but in, it's similar for each scenario, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think I think what it's doing is it's going, okay, advertising is I'm paying for my presence to be out there. And yeah. and the publicity, the, the the press coverage is actually in lieu of paying dollars for that, I'm actually giving advice, giving expertise of myself and sharing my information so that mm-hmm. other people can share that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it can be you can get publicity around um, you know, sharing, you know, sharing winter dog walking advice, or you could get publicity around winning an award for being the best pet sitter in your town there's loads of different things that you can do to get publicity as long as it's something newsworthy and interesting and um, then there's a good chance that if you go to the media whatever kind of outlet it is um you know they'll pick up on that and and you'll get you know you don't have to pay which is brilliant isn't it <laughs> yeah i think i think that that's kind of foreign to many of us these days to get quote-unquote free press coverage but what yeah. it is is putting ourselves out there taking a story to them because as a journalist you're looking for stories about your community and sharing these things. And I think from our side of, you know, not being a journalist, many of us think the journalists just go out there and they they find all the stories, but it sounds like it's a lot more common for people to bring stories to them and see if they're interested in sharing them. Oh my gosh, definitely. Especially now because there's been so many cuts in journalism um, over the last, well, over the last 20 years, years ago when I worked on the local paper, we had, you know, seven reporters, four photographers, um, huge staff. And now it was like three reporters and one photographer for, you know, several towns. So if you can go to a journalist with a story that's that's great. Um, and often, you know, with my clients, I train, you know, they're trained to literally write a press release as a PR or a journalist would, you know, sometimes they literally get copied and pasted and put into put onto a page so mm. other times you know you'll be interviewed but if you can go to the journalist with something that they're going to think actually yeah this is this is interesting our readers would like to hear about this um then there's yeah it's it's a really great time because they are looking for people to go to them 
because they you know they just don't get out as much really which is a shame but that's that's the state of journalism today have you heard of time to pet chris ann from raining cats and dogs has this to say Becoming a Time to Pet client has been a game changer for us. We can give our pet services clients real-time, cloud-based information they never imagined they'd be interested in. And most importantly, to me personally, I can better manage my company and look forward to more. And not a small thing, Time to Pet is responsive to my request for new features and modifications to existing ones. If you are looking for new pet sitting software, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confessional. If I'm, if I'm interested in possibly being either interviewed by a journalist for more publicity or sharing my story, writing my press release for have them copy and paste it in there, what are some of the steps that I need to go through to help me set up to be really successful with that? Okay, so if you're so if you're thinking right, I want to get some one. Let's say you know between now and the beginning of next year, you on your goals, you're like right. I really want to be in this magazine, and I want to give them a story about this. What I, or you know, I want to be in a magazine or newspaper in my local area, and this is the kind of thing I want to talk about. What I would do is I would. I know this is really old fashioned, but I would go and buy the magazines or the newspapers if you can get your hands on them and sit down with them and really go through them with a fine tooth comb. Um, with I know we spoke about this when we chatted a, um, a while back, but with the magazines, I know for you guys as pet sitters, often you'll go in the houses, won't you, to go and see the pets or care for walk the dogs or go and look after the animals. And you might see these free magazines on the doorstep or on the doormat as you go around. So you can actually get the magazines while you're out and about working but go and get the publications and have a really good look through them have a look at the kind of things they're interested in and think okay where could my business fit in here so let's say if you were looking at a local magazine and every month they've got a feature which is a day in the life of you could do a day in the life of a cat sitter or a pet sitter or a dog walker and you could put yourself forward for that column if they have like a parenting section where they talk about you know things to do with your children you could pitch um, about you know how to you know how to train your how to you know how to get your children involved with training your puppy you could pitch something around that so what you do is you go and get your list of publications have a really good look through them come up with some ideas have a little brainstorm and then you would find the names of the people who write the articles now sometimes you'll find their email addresses in there but if you don't like let's say you read a magazine and there's somebody called Rachel Spencer who writes in it and it's the Chicago Gazette or something. Just go online, go to Google, put in Rachel Spencer Chicago Gazette email address, and you'll find my email address by by searching for it that way. And then you literally put together a pitch. And I can what I can do um, is I can send a couple of um, links to you that you can put in this episode if you want, which yeah. are around what the difference is between a pitch and a press release. So it just explains it in more detail. But basically what you can do is send a pitch and explain what your story idea is. And it literally is as simple as this. It's like, hi, name of reporter. I'm just getting in touch to see if you would be interested in the story about and then what your story is about. I'm Colin and I'm a pet sitter in wherever you're a pet sitter. Um, And I think this might be of interest because, you know, my idea about puppy training might be of interest because, you know, 70% of families in our area have welcomed a new puppy into the home. Um, my you know I can give advice on how to help your puppy 
um, you're not, not poo all over the house, how to have a nice walk <laughs> with your puppy. You know what I mean? You see how you put it all together. So rather than you saying, yeah. hi, I'm Colin, I really want you to write about my pet sitting and puppy walking business, you're saying, hi, I've got this really great idea that's going to be really helpful for your readers. And they're going to think, oh, this is good. Who doesn't love a story about puppies? Mm-hmm. Um, and ideally, they're going to say, yep, tell us a bit more. Or, yeah, can we have a chat on the phone? Or can you answer some questions via email? And then fingers crossed, um, you know, off you go. You've you've got some nice coverage. But honestly, like I know you've had press coverage because we've already chatted about it, but it yeah. is it is not that hard. It really you you might get a few no's, you might get ignored, but if it's something that you really want to do, mm-hmm. try to keep going, try and chip away at it. In my um Facebook group, I I share stuff quite a lot and I do challenges, so free publicity challenge every few months and every you know, every few weeks I'll get messages from people who've just taken the advice and they've done it and they've got in the local paper or they've got into like really big dog magazine. Or we've, I've had people on like Radio 4, which is a huge radio station in the UK. It's one of the yeah. biggest radio stations here. And it's just from literally doing what I've just said. So it does work, but sometimes you will get a lot of, you might get a few knockbacks. Sometimes people are sent off an email and they're like straight in. I had one lady who's a cat sitter and we'd worked together on a press release and she sent it off and it was it was online like within 24 hours and it was brilliant but then sometimes I'll work with somebody and they'll be like oh I've tried really hard and I'm not getting anywhere and I'll be like oh this is so hard but you just keep going and it will happen the hardest part for me I know is the just doing it is kind of building that gumption to write that email and to put myself out there because that can be, that's really scary. Like we know it's going to be beneficial to our business. We may have a really amazing idea or information to share, but at the, but then in the back of my mind, I've got that little voice going, who'd want to talk to you, right? Like what, what are you, what are you doing with this? Like you're just, you're just a pet sitter. You're just a business. How do we overcome that hurdle to doing this? Oh, you know, this is, <laughs> I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, okay, I've got to come out with some brilliant answer to this to call it because <laughs> I'm on this podcast. But the fact is, right, we all feel like that, don't we? We all feel yeah. imposter syndrome. And, you know, I'm here talking about my area that, which, and I know, I know I'm an expert at, and I know I've helped loads of people and I've got all the proof and everything. But I'm like, oh, you know, who am I to say I'm an expert at this? Right. But the, the fact is, you know, like, I think when it comes to, right, ultimately, when it comes to pet professionals, I think it's a really important thing to consider that if if you don't tell people about what you do and how you can help them, how are they meant to know how to how how you can help them? But also, if you are really struggling with this, think about, and I know this might sound a bit dramatic, but think about what the other what the outcome could be if people don't find you and don't book your services. Let's say. Again, being a bit dramatic, but let's say you've got, let's say you're you you're an expert and you help people whose puppies go around, you know, whose children have been bitten by puppies. Right. If you're not telling people that you're not that that you're there to help them with their puppy who has bitten their child, what do they do? They get yeah. rid of the puppy. The child gets bitten more. What you know? We have to think about when we're feeling, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't send the email, or I can't put that social media post out, or I can't do this thing to put myself out there and we all feel it because we think oh god what if our friends take the mickey out of us or what if people think oh she doesn't know what she's talking about and all these horrible crappy voices that we have in our heads yeah. you know who's going to miss out I and mean, i know it sounds cheesy but we have to think about like 
are, you know, our dream clients, the people we've really loved working with and the transformations that we've achieved for them and what would have happened if if that hadn't been there. And I think when we're getting in our own way and stopping ourselves or feeling like, oh, we can't send this email, that's what we have to do. I mean, we really do have to G ourselves up and have that gumption. And it is hard. And I'm, you know, I'm talking with loads of experience of this because I didn't do it for years. I held myself back and I thought I can't say this and I can't say that and I can't put myself out there in any other way other than saying I'm a journalist ring me if you want me to help write a story that's all I did and it just you know it was I just held myself back so something we all experience but ultimately no the worst that can happen is that you get ignored or they say oh it's not of interest and then at least you've had a response and they know who you are yeah. But the best thing that can happen is that you go and get some, you know, whatever it is, whatever opportunity it is, it comes off and it's really great for your business. You know, what you were talking about there is focusing A, on the information that you have to share and then B, the yeah. people that it's going to help. Uh, getting beyond ourselves and recognizing, hey, I have this information. I know it can help people and have that be our motivating factor to hit send. Because yeah. I've done it too. I've, I've written out an email and I've, you know, over request or something and I've hovered my mouse right on the send button and just <laughs> had cold sweats drenched yeah. as I'm like, I don't, I, uh, maybe I'll be embarrassed. You know, what if they, you know, what if they find out that I'm, I'm just me? And cause, <laughs> but, 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 but ultimately what helps me press send is the, no, this will be really good for somebody. This can help somebody else. And, and I think looking beyond ourselves to help motivate us to send is, is I mean, one of the purest forms of, of helping and, and knowing that what I'm doing with this publicity, yes, it's, it's to ultimately help my business, but also it's to help other people, which is what I want. Oh, my God, definitely. Like, I, um, I've got this client called Karen, and she's a pub trainer over in Wales. And she's brilliant. She's really, really good. And she's really good at getting press coverage. And she's done really well with pitching and had a lot of success but one of the one of the story ideas that she had was that she'd trained something like 230 puppies in lockdown and she had this idea about being Wales's most popular dog trainer and she she did that that thing you've just described where you hover over the send button or the mouse button and she was literally like she had a hand over her eyes and she was like <laughs> oh my god I can't send this but she hit the send button and she got this brilliant publicity but again, it is about um, thinking about the people, like who you can help and what information you've got to share and what the what the outcome is if if they don't get that information. And I know the puppy biting thing was a bit dramatic, but it's true, isn't it? That's, you know, I, I had a really bad experience with my first dog where we went to see um, an aversive dog trainer who had methods that now seem really, really old fashioned. And mm. I didn't have a dog, I never didn't use a dog trainer for all the time I had her because I couldn't bear to use these methods. But if I'd have known about the force free dog trainers and what they offer it would have yeah. been a completely different story so i share that story quite a lot because it does help people think actually no people need to know about i've got to put my feelings to one side and tell people how i can help them and our, our relationship with our animals is so so um precious and it's so emotional and stuff and we just want them to have happy healthy lives and enjoy life in the time that we have with them and that's what we've got to think about when we're when we're trying to, you know, when we feel these things that are holding us back. Well, that's a really good point of noting that pet parents these days are really looking for information dispensed by people they connect with, yeah. and and the voice and the personality and the, the 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 stories that you tell, you are going to connect with people, and yeah. and and people are looking for that. Pet parents are looking for information and they're looking for trusted resources. And if you can get, you know, just think of the difference it would make if you got connected with 
10 people, with 20 yeah. people that you weren't connected previously. What a big Definitely. difference that would make in their life. Definitely. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, actually, about, um, and it was about social media, and it was about how people worry about if they don't get enough, you know, they put an Instagram post out there and not many people like it or 20 people like it. And this Instagram expert was saying, can you imagine if 20 people came up to you in the street and said, oh, I really like that thing that you wrote? You'd be, you would be completely blown away, wouldn't you? You'd be like, oh my gosh, all these people, what I've said has had an yeah. impact on all that. You would, it would absolutely blow your mind, wouldn't it? And yet mm-hmm. we can be, we can worry because we don't get the reaction that we think we should. It's just crazy, isn't it? Such yeah. a, it's such an interesting way of looking at things. But yeah, if you do get press coverage, just going kind of going back to the numbers sure. thing, um, you know, depending on where you get press coverage, it could be reaching, you know, millions of people. It could, you, but even if you went in a fairly small local paper, you're likely to be reaching tens of thousands of people who would pick up that paper, buy that, you know, like my local paper where I used to live. Um, they sell around 35,000 copies and then they've got obviously online, which um, reaches a lot more people. But if you think about 35,000 people seeing you or reading about your business, that's massive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's impactful. It's really impactful. And it's, you know, when we, we had a, a, we were featured in our local paper about being a family dog walking pet sitting company and they detailed us out. It was very, very nice and well done. And the, the response that we got from clients from that, who we never would have been able to connect with. But when they saw us in the paper with a third party, it was kind of like this third party vouching for us of like, hey, Mm -hmm. these people are cool. Look at their information, listen to their story. We, yeah. we got we got a lot of people from that that either a just reached out and said hey I like your story it sounds like you're doing a great wish you all the best and then other people were like hey I need a dog walker and uh, I saw you in the paper it was we were we were shocked by the response by the response because we're like I don't I don't know how this is going to go and uh, yeah. we were just just totally totally excited by that oh that's brilliant to hear though and also like the third poly, the third party validation thing that is what it's all about it's you know we can all say how brilliant we are we can you know we can all right on social media about our products or services but when that third party that journalist says how brilliant we are then that's different it has impacts because they're not paid to do it right. well they're not paid by us to do it are they um <laughs> but you know you, they're paid to write for the publication but yeah. no one's paying them to do it um they're just writing about you or using you as an expert to inform their readers and that is as, as you say it has impact Right. Um, and I love to I love hearing what you said about the people who you couldn't you wouldn't normally have reached. So, like my mum, she's my mum's like she'll be seventy next year, and I know if she went and got another dog, she would be looking in and she wanted a dog walker. She would, well, she'd probably ask her friends who are all of similar age, and then you know she'd she'd look in her local magazines and she'd have a look in the probably have a look in the phone book, and she wouldn't be on social media because she doesn't use Facebook or the internet. I mean she she does use the internet but not very much mm-hmm. so actually she picked up a local paper and read a story about a dog walker and doing you know great things with the dogs she'd be like oh, that's the one i want for my you know my charlie or whoever yeah. that's how she that's how she'd work so it was a very key moment in us for us when we were driving through these neighborhoods where we were like who who are you people we i don't fi- see you on social media i don't see you following me on instagram but as we drove around on the weekdays, it was every single one of them had a newspaper sitting on their door. I know that's not common in in play, more and more places these days, but they may have an online subscription. They may have access yeah. to other resources. And it's finding different avenues to get your information out there. 
to mm. get in touch with people and share your story and and share your expertise. Definitely. And I think um, I, I love the idea. Like whenever I see people buying newspapers, I think it's exciting because I worry that it's, you know, it's it's not as common as it used to be. And, you know, I'm in my 40s now. I grew up with newspapers and I love them. Um, but I know the younger generation, they, they don't really buy newspapers, but you do have the online offering as well. So every right. newspaper will publish the print stories online as well. So you do have two bites of the cherry, really, because you have the printed benefit and the online, which can sit on the internet forever, which is brilliant. <laughs> now, I know for, for us, just using us as an example, you know, we had the story that went online and then we, we didn't really know what to do with it after that. So let's say we've gone through this process and we've got our story out there. We've got a little bit of publicity. They ran uh, our piece of advice. What's the best way for me to repurpose that and share it? Oh, okay. Well, I I think it's, I like to keep it pretty simple with this. So first of all, like the the week or the day that you go into the paper, like let's get excited about the fact that you've got in the paper because your, your followers on social media who might not see the paper will be buzzing for you because you've got in the paper. Like one of my clients, Suzanne, she's just won an award and she shared on her Facebook profile. Um, I've been in the Edinburgh News. I've just won this award and everyone's like over the moon. They're like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. People are really buzzing for it. So first of all, share it on your own social media platforms. Um, always send a message to the reporter who's written about you and say, thanks for writing about me. And if you ever need any more um, any more um, expert advice on these are my topics, you know, cat mm. sitting, dog grooming, whatever it is that you do, go and, you know, let them know that you're there for them in future. Share it on your social media. Like if it's depending on the platform, um, you can tag the publication so they see it um, and their followers might see it. So if let's say if you're on Twitter and you tag Warrington Guardian, they might retweet it. Um, share it on so share it on all your social media platforms. Get excited about it and don't feel like the whole, oh no, I can't say anything about this. I've got to be all humble. <laughs> go and shout about it because you will you will put a certain amount of work into into getting that yeah. and it will create a little you know people will get excited for you people will be happy for you unless they're really miserable and people will you know it does give you that kind of it it does give you that star quality that kind of x factor because not all pet sitters or dog walkers will get press coverage most most don't because they don't think of doing that mm-hmm. and if you do then that really elevates you um, above the competition. Other things you can do when you are um, when you're thinking about you know kind of maximising the expo- exposure exposure that you've had, you can put it in your email signature. So as seen in you know mm. Dogster or the whatever your local um, paper is or local magazine, you can put it on your website. So you could have like the masthead or the logo on uh, a page on your website. You can have like a nice press page. Um, you can repurpose it if that topic comes in the news again. So if you were talking about like. Let's say we're talking about dogs being anxious around fireworks. You could repurpose that at New Year or you could repurpose it the following year. You can keep keep sharing it. Um, there's all kinds of different things you can do with it. Like one lady who's um, who I know, she's made a banner to go across her LinkedIn with As Seen In and all these different publications. So if you're like, let's say if you're let's say if you're the puppy biting expert that I made up before, you might want to have that on your on your LinkedIn or on one of your social media banners because if you've been in loads of really prestigious publications around puppy biting, that's going to look really great. Hmm. Um, so all kinds of different ways for you to um, share that. And also, like if you're pitching to another publication, let's say if you've been in um, Dogster, 
you've been on Dogster, you might and you were pitching to like the Huffington Post, you might want to say, I've written about this, I've written about XYZ for Dogster, and you know, you can see the article here. So you can use it when you're pitching to other people because people will like journalists will like to see um if you know if you're pitching as an authority on something that you've already been featured elsewhere as well. So lots of yeah. different things you can do. Um and yeah, and the, you know, the other thing is you just yeah, just don't hold back on talking about it because and you know, if it's radio or TV as well, you can maybe get a soundbite or a little audio file um, and share that as well. Yeah, I was wondering if it's okay to ask for some sort of copy, uh, you know, of the article or of the release. Well, you have to. So you have to check with the different publications. What I would do is, if you've, um, depending on what it is, if it's a magazine or a newspaper, um, some of them are behind paywalls, aren't they, in the states? So it can be a little bit tricky. What I would do is I'd ask the journalist if you can use um, an extract from it or what the other thing you could do if it was print is let's say if there was a picture that they'd used, um, you could you could use the photo on your Instagram and then you could say, you know, to find out more, find out more about the story, go to the link in my bio and then you yeah. could go and read the whole story. You have to be a bit careful with screenshots um, because sometimes it can <clears throat> sometimes it can be a bit of a copyright issue. So I would go back and check if it if it's only gone in print check with the journalist that you're okay to use it on social media if it's gone online and you can copy the link you can link literally you know you would say you know I've just been featured in such and such a uh, newspaper you know click on the link below to find out more mm-hmm. um so you can share it that way but yeah if you if you're in any doubt ask the journalist they'll generally want you to you know they'll generally be pleased that you're pleased with the story and you want to shout about it so you you'll be okay but if you're in any doubt then do check yeah always ask and i will say that as a follow-up at least here in the states uh when we had our article published in our newspaper we, we had a third party company contacted us and the, the whole shtick was we'll send you a framed copy of your article from the newspaper <laughs> and they wanted some obscene amount of money and we said no but it was it was very very odd <laughs> oh my god that was bonkers isn't it it was it was so weird so there will there may be things like that that come up. Yeah. It was so weird for us. I was like, "Who are you? And what are you talking about?" And he's like, "Oh, your new your article that came out. We'll send you a framed copy of it." And I was like, "Are you with the newspaper?" And he was like, "No." And I was like, "Okay, thanks. Bye." <laughs> That's, yeah, don't pay for anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't pay for any. Um, yeah, don't. If anyone, if you get any strange calls, don't pay for things. And also, like, you might get people. You know, you might send off an idea, and you might get the advertising department say. We won't do your story, but you can take out an advert. And if you don't want to do that, I don't think, you know, the, what, what I teach is how to get the publicity for free, not how to take out adverts. So right. if you send a story off to somebody and they say, no, you've got to take out an advert, I'd just move on to the next publication and try and place it with them. Backing up just a little bit, when we were talking about sharing how to how to repurpose, you know, you mentioned a couple of times of putting it in your uh, in your email signature or making a new banner of as seen in. I think part of that is this raising your profile as a business owner. So what what does that mean and why should we be interested in that? Okay, so again, it the with the raising your profile, it's very I guess it's going back to what we were talking about at the beginning and it's it is the simple the simple thing is the more people who know, the more people who know about what it is that we do and who we help and what we offer and what our product or service is, the more people can refer us, recommend us and become clients or customers. And when you raise your profile in the media, you're reaching so many more people in one go who can 
do that. So mm-hmm. you're raising your profile on a different scale. Social media is amazing. You know, I absolutely love social media, but the numbers are completely different when you look at media coverage. So raising your profile works in lots of benefits you in lots of different ways. So more people find out about you and what you do. Um, sorry, I just need to let Patch out. You're fine. <laughs> so yeah, more people need to know, more people learn about you and what you do. You can um, you know position yourself as an expert. You can um, you know educate people around a certain topic. You can raise awareness about a different cause. There's all kinds of different things that all kinds of different benefits from raising your profile. But ultimately, it's about you know more people knowing about what you do but the other thing that I was going to say about raising your profile and I just lost my notes there for a moment here they are the other thing I was going to say about raising your profile is um the great thing is it it kind of gives you that star quality that little bit of an x factor and it helps position you above the competition Mm. because you know you're the dog walker you know you're the dog trainer or dog walker who's got a regular column in on the local radio show or you've got a you know you've been featured in an in american kennel club magazine so it's really elevating you above you know above the competition the other thing i've found from working with people is um having that having that increased profile particularly if it's in a really big magazine or you know on a really big radio station it really helps with their feeling of self-worth and if but when we were talking before about thinking oh i don't know if i'm an expert or i don't can i say this and I'm like, is it really okay for me to say this or do this? If you've been on a big radio show or you've been featured in a really lovely magazine and you've been talking about that, your topic, that that really that helps you overcome those feelings of self-doubt. It improves your feeling of self-worth. And ultimately, you know, what the lady was mentioned I mentioned earlier, Suzanne, the, the dog trainer from Edinburgh, she I was asking her about about publicity and with in relation to pricing a few weeks ago and she said she said about the raising your you know your feeling of self-worth but she also said you know because of that I've been able to raise my prices she's raised the prices a few I think it was three times in a year yeah um so yeah lots of different things can come with it because the fact is if you are the kind of superstar dog trainer or cat groomer or, or whatever your profession is in your area then that does give that feeling of exclusivity around what it is that you do yeah, that was the word I was thinking of while you were talking about was that word exclusivity, uh, mm-hmm. because you are seen in these publications, you're seen in these either online magazines or in print, you're kind of seen everywhere. And you do kind of, one thing I will add is you become familiar to yeah. people. There's a very familiar, there's a very real familiarity that people have yeah. with you, that they get connected with you, that starts growing in this trust and this uh, this understanding of who you are. That's one thing mm-hmm. that we have, and I think recognizing that as a business, that's going into people's homes when they're not there. Trust is a major issue, and all of us recognize that. And yeah. we are always thinking of ways to elevate the trust and build more trust. One way that's through the services that we offer. And the second is to be putting ourselves out there and being and, and raising our profile to be an expert in, in some topic that we are interested or passionate about. Mm, definitely. And also, I would say to, um, to people listening, like, I was thinking about this earlier, particularly with people who've just started out. Even if you've only just started and you've only just come out of dog training college or cat grooming college or, you know, the area that you you specialize in, don't worry because what you have to offer will always be so much. You will have so much to offer to the regular dog or cat owner or man or, man or woman on the street. So don't doubt yourself because you will 
always know a lot more than the journalists and their readers. So even if you're starting right at the beginning, don't have that feeling of, oh, I can't do, you know, who am I to say this? Because you will have a lot to offer. We, we have those thoughts of, well, everybody knows this. Well, A, yeah. n- no, uh, because you're kind of in a little bubble of pet experts in, in whatever field you're in. But B, there's always new pet parents out there. There's this quote, uh, that I forget where I heard it, but you know, every day someone's born that's never seen the Flintstones. I don't know why the Flintstones or whatever, <laughs> but, it, but basically just to say, um, every day there's a new person who's fi- needing to find the information that you've probably said a hundred times. So say it 101 more times or yeah. and put yourself out there in this way to, to get to these new people who are trying to find that information. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because I used to worry about repetition and I used to worry about it in my classes or if I was you know, writing blogs for my website or social yeah. media, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't say this again. I've already said it. And now I was doing a presentation for my group um, earlier on today and I was thinking, oh, I'm using this example, but I've already used it somewhere else. And I couldn't think of where I'd use it. But then I was like, no, I do need to repeat this example because it's important, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It is. A, because we learn best through repetition. You can mm. give the same presentation, give the same information to the person, to the same person multiple times, and they'll know more and learn more each time. And then you'll be a new audience around you each time you're talking and presenting it. So that information does need to get out there. And it's, I, we, we forget that. We forget because, you know, oh, I said that yesterday. I can't say it today. Well, you know, yeah. there's new people today. So say it again. Pet Perennials makes it easy as one, two, three to send a heartfelt condolence gift directly to someone with a broken heart. They have this awesome direct-to-client gift service that takes the effort off of us and ensures a thoughtful, personalized sympathy gift reaches our client or employee. All gift packages include a handwritten card, colorful gift wrap, and shipping fees across the U.S. and Canada. They also offer an array of milestone gifts and greeting cards that can be sent to celebrate birthdays, extend get-well wishes, and welcome new and rescued pets. Additionally, there are gift choices in case you need to send a sympathy gift in memory of a special human client or celebrate a pregnancy, engagement, or wedding of a pet lover. If you're interested, register for a free business account to unlock the all-inclusive discounted package prices. Since the service is used on an as-need basis, there are no monthly or annual obligations or minimum purchases. Learn more and register by going to petperennials.com slash pages slash GPS and enter the referral code PSC at registration. You'll get a unique coupon code and save $2 off any packages that you send in your first 90 days. Well, and on, on the topics, you know, I, that, that is a big, we've talked about overcoming the stumbling block to um, pressing send. Uh, I know another big stumbling block is where do I come up with that topic list of things that I'll, I'll discuss and how do I brainstorm ideas? You know, if someone's listening to this and they're like, I don't even know what I would talk about. What are some methods that they can use to discover something that they, that, that they are passionate about and would love to talk about? So we're recording this podcast in November. Uh, sorry, in October 2021, aren't we? So, so for me, I'm talking to my clients at the moment and the people in my community about bonfire over here in the UK. We've got Guy Fawkes out on the 5th of November. Yep. And that's always a topic, hot topic for dog trainers, walkers, cat, cat behaviorists, cat sitters, because the dog, the, all the animals are frightened around fireworks night. Same for New Year. And then we've also got Christmas or in the States, it's, you know, the, the holidays, the festive season. So that can be a topic. These are all ideas that can be turned into news, into news ideas, news stories and angles for you as a pet professional. Then in the spring, we've got, you know, we've got Easter hazards. We've got the change in the weather. We have 
Um, you know, we've got then we've got you know hol- like holiday season, so people going on vacation in May June. Then in the summer, we've got the the change in the weather. It's really hot. So how to protect animals in the heat? How to make sure the dogs dogs and cats don't get too hot? Um, and throughout the year, there are things that happen that that can generate story ideas. So that's just things in the calendar. Then we've got the brilliant awareness day. So like, you know about them, don't you? Like, you know, national pet obesity day or yeah. <laughs> um, national black dog day or dress up your pet day, yeah. all these brilliant days, they can be angles. So if you've got like a, let's say if you've got a pet boutique, national dress up your pet days in January, I can't remember the exact date, but it is in January. So you could, you could invite someone from your local magazine or newspaper to come and have mm. a pet personal shopping experience. You can come up with angles like that. But the other thing you can do is look at what's in the news, um, look at what people are talking about. You know, if you specialise in dog bites, again, sorry for keep using this example, but it's quite an easy one to do. Yeah. If you specialise in dog bites and something's come out in the news about a report into an increase in dog bites, you can pitch, you can put yourself forward to share advice on that and share opinion and expertise. Um, and the other thing to think about as well is like, what are your followers and your clients and your people in your world talking about? What are they mm. concerned about? Because that could be that could be an angle for an idea. And then other things to think about as well is, you know, have you had a social media post that's really resonated? Because that can actually turn into an idea as well, or a blog post, or an email um, that you sent out that's really kind of struck a chord with people. So they're all they're all kind of prompts that could turn into um could turn into ideas to pitch to the media. I think if something goes really something really takes off on social media, it gets a lot of engagement, that shows that people are interested in that topic. So if people are interested on social media, chances are it's going to be of interest to a journalist and their readers as well. That's normally a good kind of indicator of what's what's a story. Well, and as you're talking, I'm going, oh, like these are all ideas that we tend to think about when we're trying to come up with a social media post or a blog post or write in an email. And I think what 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 you're saying here is like a lot of those same ideas, you can either, instead of writing a blog post, pitch it as an article in a newspaper or write the blog post and then pitch it as it, you know, something in an, in a magazine or yeah. something online. It's we have a lot of things to do in our business and we're, we're very time constrained in the tasks that we have to do and people may be listening to this going oh this is one more thing that i have to do in my business now i've got to be talking to journalists okay cool <laughs> <laughs> but going look if you're already you know if, if you're already having these ideas and you're doing these things and they go well shoot that over to a local newspaper or a local online or, or an online publication or some someone else Share it that way and say, hey, I've got this. Would you be interested in carrying it as well? So that you're not having to, to duplicate or triplicate the kind of work that you're doing already. Definitely. And I would say as well, because I have this conversation with people when you were saying about, oh, my gosh, we've got so much work to do anyway. Yeah. Not, not more stuff to do. <laughs> the thing is with, um, with pitching to the media is like a pitch will only take you 10 minutes well, it might take a bit longer, but it, it won't take you long to write. You'll send the email because you've done it, haven't you? So you can understand. You'll send the email. They might ring you back and you'll have a chat with them on the phone for 20 minutes, half an hour. Or you might email some more questions, you might email some responses. And then that's it. It goes in and it's done. So it's not like you have to go, right, I'm going to schedule four hours a week to write my media stuff. It's like it's just really quick and easy. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, like Karen, the dog trainer from Wales, 
she's just got this thing now where the journalist will email and say, oh, can you write about such and such a thing this month? And she's already written about it. So she'll just write it in their style, send it off, and then it's done. Yeah. As I say, as soon as, you know, you get that connection with them and you start building that relationship with that that outlet, you know, they may start reaching out to you. And so it's interesting to hear that that does happen where they're like, oh, I need a story. Here's the expert that I know. And, you know, and, and you can continue to have that. So you're not having to send a new pitch every time that sometimes they're going to continue to reach back out to you. Oh my gosh, definitely. That is like, particularly for like local service providers, that is the dream really for you to be the go-to person in their area to talk about dog grooming or dog training or, or cat behavior, whatever it is. That's, that's a really good goal to have if you want to be doing more and and raising your profile more. Karen's a really good example of that. I've got a few other, like Suzanne over in Edinburgh, she's had the same. And there's another dog trainer, Claire, who works with barking dogs. And she's had the same thing. And you know Dominic Hodgson as well. I know he's been on the podcast. Yeah, done. He's um yeah, he's done the same. He's over, he's we live fairly near, he's up in Sunderland. Yeah. And he regularly goes into the Sunderland Echo and he's been on BBC Radio because he's done that. He's done the you know, building the relationships and then whenever they've got a puppy story or they want um, you know, they want to talk about a particular topic, they go to him because he's really friendly and personable. He gives them whatever they want. And yeah. it's great. Yeah. I know for me, anytime I see a story and they kind of, or about a topic, I generally know like the expert they're going to go to. And some, and I've always wondered like, why do they always talk to this person? How did that person get in this position to always be interviewed about this topic? And what I'm learning about from talking with you, Rachel, is that person more than likely sent a pitch 10 years ago yeah. and put themselves out there and fostered that relationship. Why did, why are they in that position? Because they put themselves in that position and worked hard to get there. And now they are the go-to on this topic. How do we become experts? How do we become the go-to in something? We have to tell people about it, which gets back exactly back to what you were saying is if you don't tell people about you, how will they know about you? And how will they know that you're an expert unless you put yourself out there as the expert? Oh my gosh, definitely. And also, what I would say, like, you know, if you see, because I've got a lady in my Facebook group and she's had this, she's had like a local paper where they've always used the same dog trainer and she's chipped away, and chipped away. And then eventually she's, she's had some publicity, which has been really great. Yeah. Um, but don't be just, don't feel that because your local radio station always has such and such a person on there or your local magazine always goes to this person. Doesn't, that doesn't mean to say that they won't use you because the other thing is, and I still work as a journalist. So I, you know, I, I know how things work they don't want to use the same expert all the time they don't want to have the same name it's great if you've got somebody who you know you can pick up the phone to and they're going to give you whatever they want straight away mm-hmm. but actually you do want to have different names in there and it's always you know what happens if your expert retires you need somebody to take over so don't be disheartened or put off if you feel that oh they're, they're never going to listen to me because they've always they always use such and such a person because they will you just have to, you might just have to, you know, chip away for a little while. But Yeah. And not being afraid again to put yourself out there, to trust that the information that you have is good and that it may take a little while, as you said, chip mm-hmm. away to, till eventually they're like, okay, I actually, you know, this is a topic I can have you speak on, or maybe we'll have both experts on this time or however it's going to pan out. You know, we don't always know the needs of the time, but unless we make ourselves available, we'll never be able to take advantage of those opportunities when they come along. 
Yeah, and you. The other thing is, like you were saying, you have to keep telling people, and it's so cringe, isn't it? Like, you know, we're the same. Like, we've both got podcasts, so I see your podcast posts on social media, and you'll see mine, and it's like yeah. we're telling people about our podcasts and or what what they can listen to this week, or we're saying this is the offer that we've got, and we're like, I put something on LinkedIn today, and I thought I've not told people what I do for ages, so. I was like, right, this is what how you can work with me. And I was cringing and thinking, oh, no, people are going to think I'm so awful. But then if I don't tell people, how do they know? It's really hard, isn't it? It, it is. It is really hard to, mm-hmm. to get to work down to that and go, okay, this is the information I have to share, and this is how we can work together. It's, that, it's, it's tying those both in and, and letting people know about it. Because again, you know, there are new people. Um, people forget uh, people don't always need you at that moment. They don't always recognize the need or purpose. Or they, so a lot of times, what I've recognized is people haven't encountered the problem yet that you can yeah. solve. And then all of a sudden, like for us, you know, we were put, putting an article out there about pet care when you don't have a friend or family to like that's one need that, that pet care can fill because when you don't have a friend or family member that can take care of them. If people always have a friend or family member to take care of their pet, they're never going to look for you and know that you can solve that problem for them until they have a friend or family member that can't do that. And then all of a sudden they're going, uh, well, I don't know what to do, but I saw that article about this or I saw this posting about this. Uh, I can go and, and I can talk to them. So yeah. you, you have to give it some time too to get traction. Definitely. And also, people, like you were saying, if people's circumstances change and they go to Google and put in what you do, <laughs> then they're going to find you that way as well, aren't they? I wanted to focus a little bit more about, about time and focusing our time because, again, this, this can sound a little a lot. And, and there are a lot of different avenues. We've talked mm-hmm. about print. We've talked about online. We've talked about social media. We've talked about radio and TV. How do I know where to focus my time? And how do I make sure I'm using it well when I'm writing these pitches and I'm putting myself out there? Okay. So I would think about, okay, so it's quite hard actually to think about where to focus your time. All I would say is the whole pitching process is not like, it isn't, um, it isn't the, um, it's not like the social, not like when you're on social media and that kind of thing, where it takes up loads and loads of time. Sure. What I would, what I think you would, what I would suggest that you do when it comes to time is to come up with a list of places that you really want to reach. And I would make that, make sure that that list is relevant by maybe asking the people or maybe looking, doing a little bit of research. I know, again, this does sound time consuming, but once you've done it once, I think it's, you know, you've done, you've done the, the bulk of the work, haven't you? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I don't know how how if you have any way of tracking how people find out about you. But if if you know that being in, let's say, if you know that being in your local on your local radio station led to twenty inquiries, and then being in your local magazine led to seven inquiries, and then being in your local newspaper led to fifteen inquiries, then you know, and then but then being on a local podcast led to forty inquiries. Yeah you'd know that focusing, you'd know where to focus your time or what, like how to prioritize. And the other thing you can do as well is ask, you know, do a bit of research and ask your audience if you can. But again, we've got the people who don't on social media, but you know, you can try and gauge yeah. like where their eyes and ears are. And if you want to get more of people who are like them, then focus, focus there. And all I would do then is I would put together, so you've got your kind of, You've got your feel for the places where you want to appear, and then 
you put together a list of the people you can contact them on those place on those publications and you I'd keep this I have to say I'm not very techy but there's all kinds of different ways you can store those that information keep all the information in one place and then every time you get an idea you write your pitch takes you 20 minutes because you've got into the you've got into the swing of writing them and it's nice and easy and then work your way down the list so you'd go okay send it off to the person at the radio station if they don't come back send it off to the person at the magazine they don't come back send it off to the person at the and it isn't going to be a massive time suck um, and it is about getting um getting all the you know having a, a nice system in place where you can have your idea and then just plug it into your system and off you go yeah, I'm envisioning lots of Excel spreadsheets. It's getting me really yeah. excited to track all this. Because yeah, you do need as a business, a you do need to make sure that you are tracking where you get where you get your clients. I know that tends to be something that falls off our radar. Of how did you find out about me? But yeah. and we and, and we may ask, well, why would I do that? Well, this is one of those reasons why it's so powerful to know where they heard about you for the first time, because then you can be investing your efforts there. So, like mm. you said, if you have a magazine, one person found you from that. Well. It's not that I'm going to discount them entirely, but I'm going to try and s- probably send more pitches over here to this, you know, local group or this local uh, media uh, online media group uh, that I got you know forty from. Like it's it just helps you figure out where your time goes. And one thing that I I, I love Rachel is that the whole time we've talked about this, you have not once talked about hiring like a PR company or having somebody else do this for you. Uh, you make it really manageable for people to do. So why don't we need a PR company to do all of this stuff for us these days? I think as a small business owner, I think as small business owners, years ago, we just wouldn't have thought that this was doable, that you could go and connect with journalists and speak to them and give them story ideas. You would have always thought you'd need to hire somebody, a consultant or a PR company to do it for you. But I think with social media, um, and online, people are more approachable. And also the online, the fact that we've got online now and there's such a demand for content, they, you know, the volume of content that news outlets and online publications need is massive. So as you were saying earlier, the barrier to entry is a lot lower. And I think if you've got, if you have got like a huge pet sitting business, like over here, there's a company called Bruce's Daycare and they're massive. They're all across London, they're huge. And I know they've got a PR company because I get the press releases. Um, and I see the stuff that they do and brilliant because they're huge and they've got the budget. And if you've got the budget to hire someone to do all that for you, then absolutely go for it. But if you're, you know, a one man or woman business or you've got a small team and you haven't got a lot of money to spend on a PR company, you know, the message is that you can go and do it yourself. If you've got the budget to do it, great. And I'd also say if you are kind of thinking about getting a PR company, I'd definitely go and learn how to do it yourself first because that will mean that you'll get so much more from working with a PR company. So I'm not anti-PRs at all. What my thing is, is I, the way I position myself, I think is, I, 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 I think I try, is I, I aim to work with small businesses who don't have the budget to hire a PR company, but who want to get press coverage or who are thinking of, hiring a PR company and want to understand how to do it themselves. So that's where I fit in. There are people who come to me and they will want to do all kinds of things. And I will say to them, go and work with this PR lady because they haven't got the time to do it. And I've got a few really trusted PRs who I recommend people to. Um, Because if you don't have the time to do it, there are people out there who can help you. But if you can do learn to do this yourself, 
it's going to put you in a really good position for when you do you know get to the point where you can you can outsource it but there's so much you can do yourself definitely yeah i think that's really empowering to know that the the bar to the, the barrier to entry is really low that it doesn't take a lot of time and spending a little bit of effort is really is is going to get a, a lot of payback on us it's going to it's going to come back to us very quickly now as you said like if we've got a lot more aspirations or things that may be outside of our scope or our time budget then there are other avenues but for most of us it sounds like this is immeasurably doable on our own time definitely yeah yeah you can it doesn't have to be a massive time stealer <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome rachel i have really enjoyed talking with you today about uh, publicity about managing our time, about coming up with ideas, about overcoming the barriers of of self doubt and wondering whether we're good enough to do this. I I know that you have a lot. You've got a Facebook group, you've got a podcast, you've got a book, you have all sorts of stuff. How can people get in touch with you and start following along with your work? Oh, thanks so much for having me, Colin. It's been really good chatting to you, and I love that you've experienced um, getting press coverage as well. Because I think that's really really helpful. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been brilliant being here. If people want to find out more, um, my website is publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk. So on there, you can find all my podcast episodes and loads of other kind of blogs and resources. I've got some nice freebies like press release templates, um, podcast pitching guides, all kinds of things like that. Um, I've also got my Facebook group, which is Publicity for Pet Businesses Community. If you search for that on Facebook, um, you'll find it. and. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm at Rachel Spencer UK on all platforms, and it's just EL um, on Rachel. Um, but yeah, I'm quite easy to find. So if you just Google me, you'll find me. Again, Rachel, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show, Colin. If you don't tell somebody about you, how will they know? Who else will? Publicity is all about us putting stories out that we want people to know whether it's directly related to us as a business or just more informative. That's the part that raises our profile. We begin to be viewed as experts around a particular topic or from a particular industry. And the only way that that happens is by putting ourselves out there. We have to overcome those fears and anxieties of imposter syndrome and realize that we actually know things. We have something worthy to share and have people hear it and benefit from that. So whether that's a trick that you've learned or an experience that you've had in your business, or whether those are frequently asked questions that you get, or maybe it's just a story that you want told, reaching out to other people and having that posted online for people to read, listen to, watch, and benefit from is huge, not just for you as a business owner, but also from helping make pet parents more aware of things that they need to know. We want to thank our sponsors for this week's show, Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. And we really want to thank you for listening and tuning in every single week. We are so thankful that you view this podcast as a resource where you can come and get information. And if there's ever anything that you would want to give feedback on or input or suggestions on, please send those to feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. We'd love to hear from you and what you're up to these days. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll be back again soon. Oh, my God.